0: well hello hello how you doing how you doing this is the s anthony says podcast this is the s anthony thomas and this is episode number two five zero that's right 250 the big 250 i have done this after this episode is over 250 times Actually, I've done it well more than a little more than two hundred and fifty times because I'll be honest with you, I kind of have a standard for what I expect this ep- my show to be and a quality level I needed to hit. And I've actually recorded entire shows, been ready to edit them, listened to them, and went, "That's not good enough," and completely erased the entire show and did another show. That's happened about 10 times out of the 250. So there's 10 episodes of this. I, if I had kept those episodes and decided, hey, <laughs> they, they like my show and everything, but, you know, they I can swallow one lame-ass show right there. you still like me. I'll just have a good show next week. Then I'd be saying, hey, this is S. Anthony. This is Bob. This is episode number 260. But I don't want to do lame-ass episodes, okay? I know what you're thinking. All of your shit is lame. Well, I only have one thing to say to you. <laughs> F you. But the other people that like this crap, I have a standard that I have set for myself quality-wise, and I'm not putting out any crap unless you think this is this is crap and then then, you know then then i would have put out 250 episodes of crap and you know but then again if you think this is crap and you wouldn't have listened to it 250 times i digress (laughs) 250 episodes my friends and just like anything else, you know, whenever you hit a milestone of any kind, you kind of sit back and you reflect. Now, the reflecting that you do could be the kind of thing where you spend half a day or a day or a week or a month or an hour or whatever going, hmm, I wonder what, how am I doing? How's it going? What should I do next? Hmm? And sometimes it's a, like, a, like a quick flash in your mind. In you know, and in my case, it was a few minutes. And I usually, whenever I hit a milestone on anything, I usually just kind of sit back and think about where I was, where I am, and where I'm going. And sometimes you have to decide whether or not you want to do certain things, even if you've been doing them for a long period of time, you decide whether you want to do them anymore. You know, maybe, you know, like if I was if, if I was reflecting on this podcast, I'd go, you know what, this is episode 250. You know, and and I, I did. I, I'm, I'm happy with the episodes that I did. I'm proud of each and every one of them, or they wouldn't have been released. Cause, like I said, I'll I'll erase episode if I don't think it's good enough, and completely do another one. You know, maybe 250 episodes is enough. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, I, I did that. Maybe I can just leave them online somewhere. Maybe I'll upload them to YouTube or something, and then I can always point at them. And, and instead of going, okay, I'm gonna keep doing this podcast. Maybe 250 episodes is enough. You know what I mean? And I just like I said, just put them online and just let them sit there and maybe use them as some kind of audition for something else that I'm doing. You know, just leave them there. And then they, well, uh, what do you do? Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a comedian. I used to do a podcast back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I put all the episodes up there or maybe I'll you know, maybe I want to get a writing job on some uh, somebody else's show or some other kind of crap and go, hey, here's what I used to do, you know, use it as a as a three-year writing sample or a three-year performance sample. Maybe I'll just stop doing the podcast. Maybe 250 episodes is enough. You have those thoughts whenever you hit a milestone. Now, it could, like I said, it could just be a quick thought like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, you, know, you know, I've done 250 of these and it's cool and everything, but, it, you know, I haven't, you know, and I'm happy there's people listening and all of that, but, you know, I expected this, this, and this, and, You know, I mean, I did this, this and this and these I've hit these particular milestones on listenership and, you know, people writing and all that kind of crap. But I really wanted this, this, this and this. And, you know, maybe that's enough. And you have that thought. Now, to be honest with you, I'm never going to stop doing this, to be honest with you, just in case you were wondering, I was just using that as an example. Because it happened to me with stand up, you know, early on in stand up a long time ago, 6000 years ago when I started doing stand up. You know i got on stage and it was fun and everything and i did it for a few years and I, you know it was great that i was doing it i was able to you know pay all my bills with it and all of that kind of crap but then i thought you know it's been a certain number of years not a lot at the time to be honest with you was, when i think back on the amount of time i was doing it and i had these thoughts i want to go back in time and do what i like to refer to as slap the crap out of my young stupid ass but i thought man i've been doing this for years and i'm not an ultra star yet i don't have six sitcoms and 12 oscars yet you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, four solid years of work. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just don't know. And it only lasted in my mind for a few moments because I realized how dumb it was. But we all do that when we hit milestones, or when we something will happen, it will trigger it and trigger it, trigger it, and us, and we'll just go, hey, "Am I? What am I doing? I mean, is this worth it?" You'll do it in your relationships. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you'll be with someone and you'll have an anniversary, happy, whatever anniversary, dear. And you sit back. And if you're in a good relationship, you'll think back at the good times. You look across the table at your significant other and your brain will separate into two things. Okay, three things. The thing that's enjoying the wonderfulness of the human being that's across the table from you right now. You're looking at the gift that you got them and they got you and the cake and whatever that crap is. Or maybe you just jumped on top of each other and you're sitting there looking at each other. And you're thinking about how great it was when you met, how cute they were, how much fun they were, how much fun you had being with them, how great it was. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, that moment, the first time you saw them naked and all you could think of was yum. And then the th- second thing you think of is I'm going to get me some of that. And then you got some of that and it was awesome and then you had great times and there were sad times but you were there for each other and then this happened and that happened and that was awesome and that was incredible and that was then but then all of a sudden you go to the third part Because you've already been to them now when you look across the table and they're awesome and you think about what happened in the past when they were awesome and you're wondering whether they're gonna be awesome in the future if you're happy you're projecting to future awesomeness I want to grow old with this person it's gonna be great we're gonna be sitting there in our rocking chairs looking at each other 98 years old and she's whatever years old we're both old as holding hands and it's going to be great and our kids are even going to be coming in there you guys are the greatest and we have happy lives because your life was happy and we looked at y'all and y'all looked at us and you made us happy and all of that crap if you're happy But what if all of a sudden you're not happy? And I've been in that situation where you're looking across at the person and it looks you look great and all that kind of crap. And you look back and you start looking about and you remember the first time you saw him and it was the greatest and she was awesome and incredible and all that crap and you saw her naked for the first time and everything was great and she saw you naked and everything was great and you jumped on top of each other and did stuff and did all that good stuff and all this fun stuff and then all of a sudden the significant other you know, they kind of flirted with somebody else a little too much. You didn't like it, but you didn't think anything was going to happen. Or maybe they were mean to you. Or maybe they started putting you down. Or maybe they started do, do, comparing you negatively to a person that they were with in the past. Or oh, that person had more money. That person was this. That person was that. But you put up with it. Why? Because you've been with them for such a long period of time. You're not going to give up on them just because they were a little mean. Because you start remembering how awesome they were when you met and then there were still good moments but there were a lot of bad moments there were more good moments than bad moments but it wasn't 90-10 or 80-20 it was more like 51-49 good to bad so you know they're more good than bad technically and you're sitting there and you're at this moment and you're looking at them and you look back at the percentages and realize it was at one point 100% good to 0% bad and slowly and steadily and at increasing speed it's now at 51-49 and you're still running relatively young and you're looking across at them and you're realizing at this rate at our next anniversary both of us are going to have to wear kevlar because we'll be firing weapons at each other and that you start projecting to the future and it's you and her sitting in rocking chairs or you and him sitting in rocking chairs at 90 years old and you're not holding hands and smiling about the great life you're not doing that you're sitting there trying to figure out whether somebody will put someone your age in jail for murder when you kill this other person or you want to know whether or not the jury will have sympathy for you and then you'll have get your story straight so you'll know whether or not it'd be okay for you to oil the top step and tell them to go to downstairs and get the newspaper for you and you're hoping you hear the sound of them bouncing down the steps and you're hoping you hit they hit the bottom of the steps you don't hear them going because that would mean they're still alive yeah i know what i'm saying is wrong but don't act like you haven't thought of it shut up don't judge me you bastards and you have to sit there and try to figure out whether or not this is something you want to keep doing. Do you want to keep doing it? Do you want to keep doing it? You can't do it with your kids. You can't do it with your kids. Because once they come out of your balls and your ovaries, you're stuck with the bastards. But you're looking at them. And then you're sitting there going, I don't want to say this out loud. But I'm going to be one of the few parents that when you leave the house and you got your own place, I ain't going to be begging for you to call. You'll never never gonna hear me say hey, come on you don't call that often in fact i'm gonna put your phone number in the phone and the, the phone number is gonna ring and everybody else is gonna call up and it's gonna have their name and when you call up it's gonna be like pieces, shit son number one and bitch daughter number two and third kid who i don't know how you got out of the condom because i put two on you punk ass bastard how the hell did your little punk ass get through them two condoms i should have had a vasectomy you piece of shit i'm just saying that's how you're gonna put them in on the phone and you can't get rid of them you can't look in the future and say I, 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 what, what I'm going to do no <clears throat> I leave coughs in that's right and you're stuck with the bastards I said it sometimes you project into the future and you want to wonder you want to know should I keep doing this should I keep doing this Some relationships are like a hot tub. They're like a hot tub, right? Have you ever been in a hot tub? You get in a hot tub and there's nothing but bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and they maintain that hot temperature and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and that hot temperature and you're sitting there. And you're thinking, this is great. All the muscles in your body are all tense, but they're not tense now. Why? Because you're in a hot tub and the bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. And she comes over to you and you put your arms around her and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. Everything is great. That's what that is like. Bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and all that hot temperature and it feels awesome. In a good relationship. But, you know, you ever get into a You ever have a long day at work, you know, maybe you have a physical job where you're lifting and pulling and moving and grooving, or maybe you had a long workout, or maybe you just have a, maybe you pulled the muscle in your back, or maybe your back just hurts a little bit or your muscles are just tired and nobody's there. Nobody's home. It's just Y to the O to the U. You're walking the bathroom, you turn the light on, you look at the tub and you're going, there's nobody here. Nobody's going to knock on the door. My significant other's not here. He or she won't be here for about five or six hours. This is my day off. I'm home. Kids are at school. I got five or six hours where no one's going to be here. No one's going to be bothering me. No one's going to be saying, it's your turn to cook. Come on, come on, let me get something to eat. It's your turn to cook. I don't want to switch days with you. You don't have to listen to that crap. It's all just you y to the o to the u you put some bubble bath into the tub you plug the tub up you turn the water to the temperature that you want the water to be a b to the e right and you turn it on high because you want some bubbles oh yeah You get the candles out, you put the candles around the tub if you're a lady. And if you're a guy, you put the porn around. I mean, (laughs) don't judge me. Shut up. And you get the bubbles going in the bubbles and you know, you put the bubble bath in there and then sometimes you turn the water on a little too hard and the bubbles are nine feet above the tub. But then you start smacking the bubbles around and then you don't realize how much fun you're doing it. And they're glad nobody caught you doing it because you look like a complete douchebag going wee hee 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 as you smack the bubbles around till you get them down to tub level. I've never done that. Don't judge me. Shut up. Back to the story. And then you turn the water off. Maybe you put some music in the bathroom with you. Maybe you get some of that meditation music. Maybe you have one of those tapes that motivate you. One of those subliminal tapes where you figured since I'm in the tub right now, I might as well use one of these wonderful subliminal tapes to make me feel better about myself. And they start off with, oh, successful I don't care what he said your ass looks delicious yes we all know your wife's a bitch but so what your kids are a pieces of crap but that's okay you are still a good father you look beautiful you will be something and you listen to that tape and you're going I, if this is a subliminal tape that dude's Talking all the affirmations a little loud. I should not have gotten this one from the dollar store. And you throw it in the trash. Back to the story. You slide into the bubble bath. You're sitting there. And it ooh, it's a little hot. But it's okay. It's okay. It's better hot than cold, right? Because if it's cold, I'll have to dump all this crap out and start from scratch. And I don't want to have to start from scratch. I just want to get in this bubble bath. Oh, yeah. You put your first toe in, you stand there for a minute, oh, this is hot, you put your second foot in, oh, it's too hot, if you're a woman, you slide down and go, oh, if you're a guy, this is going to be a lot more uncomfortable for you because, well, how can I put this politely, you have nuts. And you sit down and ha oh, sure. and you lower your balls into the water. Oh God! Hi, hi. And eventually, you're in the hot tub and you sit there and you're sitting there and you're enjoying the feeling of your muscles loosening. Ah, and then all of a sudden, that stupid tape comes back on. But your balls are gonna hurt after that hot ass water. You're probably wondering why my voice is actually louder than the sounds that are supposed to mask my voice. Once again, you shouldn't have gotten this tape from the dollar store. And who still buys tapes, you bastard? Ever heard of downloads, you cheap scum? How the hell are you going to buy this cheap-ass boombox at the gas station and then buy this lame-ass tape at the dollar store, you cheap scum? Go buy a download, you bastard. Just kidding. Back to the tub. <laughs> And you're in the tub but you're enjoying the tub oh, it's relaxing here. Yeah. it's great oh ha, ha ha! i love the tub i love the tub i love the tub like i said this tub is a is is being used to replace a relationship in, in this story now remember the hot tub was always hot and bubbles bubbles and bubbles and bubbles well this is like your relationship in the beginning it's hot and there's bubbles but eventually what happens The bubbles kind of go away. And the bubbles will go away before it stops being hot. The bubbles are gone, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll accept the fact that the bubbles are no longer here. It's still warm. It's still warm. I'm still enjoying this tub. It's great. And then eventually you have no bubbles. And now the water is no longer warm. It's definitely not hot. And now it's cool. It's okay, I'm still enjoying being in the tub, and now all of a sudden, the water's cold. You're 98.6, and the water is significantly cooler than that, my friend. You had a bubble bath where the hot water was relaxing and awesome and great, but you stayed in it too damn long, and what happened you went from a hot bubble bath with bubbles and hot water and all of that crap and now what do you have you're sitting in a tub of ass water a cold tub with a line of filth and water that splashed between the cheeks of your buttocks and you realize every drop of this water at some point because you were splashing around has been in your buttocks and your armpits and now what do you have armpit buttock water and you're sitting in your own filth You see, if you had gotten out of the tub a little bit earlier, it still would have been warm. There still would have been some bubbles. You would have gotten out and you would have felt clean. You might even have taken a little bit of a shower. But it's just to cool yourself off and get rid of some stuff. But now you look at it and you realize you didn't know all that filth was on you at the time. It was hidden by those bubbles and disguised by the heat of the water. But because you stayed in too long, look at it. Look at this crap. If this was on the top of an ocean, the news stations would be standing above it telling people it's not safe to swim in because it's covered in sludge. But your punk ass is laying in it and that sludge was on you, punk. And that's what some relationships are like when you sit back and you reflect and you decide whether you want to be in them. Some relationships are great and they're only supposed to last a certain amount of time. You, you know, you get in there and they're just supposed to rela- last a certain amount of time. You should get the hell out while you still got bubbles and heath. Because I've been in relationships where I knew I should have gotten out of them. Well, I've been in relationships where the girl broke up with me and I got back with her. Then I broke up with her and she wanted to get back. And I realized we were both morons because she got out of the bubble bath while it still had bubbles and it was hot. And I got her back and she got into the tub and then I, and then each one of us kept breaking up with the other one but every time we broke up until the last time until the last time every time until the last time there was still some bubbles and heat but that last time we were the person laying in the tub with no bubbles and nothing but sludge and ass and pit water that we should have let go down the drain in the first place. And that's what I'm saying, folks. Sometimes you look at the crap around you. You got to decide whether or not you want to be in it. You know, this is going to be a really weird turn, but I'm going to make it because it still makes my point. Ronda Rousey. You know, I was I'm a, I watched the UFC. If you if you follow me on Twitter and on the other social media, you know, I watch the UFC as much as I can because I enjoy the sports. And every time I see Ronda Rousey, everybody gives her a hard time. And I remember before she took that head kick or that neck kick, rather, to be honest with you, she probably was a neck kick more than a head kick. Before Holly Holm cracked her in the side of her head with her left leg, everybody was on her oh she's the greatest oh she's the best oh she's awesome oh she's incredible oh she's the best ever oh she's incredible oh she's the best oh she's the best and then she did that body paint thing when she was basically nude and covered in body paint and everybody was on her granted i also watched that episode about 900 times going i can see her boobies i can see her boobies i can see her boobies He-he. i know that's paint but that's really what the boobies look like He-he. yum 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 <clears throat> just i'm just kidding i didn't do that <laughs> 17 minutes ago now listen But what happened was she got the head kicked to the head and knocked out. And she comes back and Amanda Nunez used her face like target practice and beat the crap out of her. But here's the thing. Imagine if Ronda Rousey, after all of that, decided, you know what? I'm 28. I'm cute. I haven't lost yet. F this, I'm going to do movies. Imagine if she had stopped before the Holly Holm fight and said, F this. Uh, Imagine if she pulled a a Jim Brown, like Jim Brown in the NFL when he stopped being a running back at 29 he could have done it for a few more years if he wanted to could have milked a few more dollars out of the athletics but he decided to get out of there now what imagine if jim brown tried to be a running back till he was 40 you know what would have happened? it would have been You know, jim brown was the greatest running back but that mother sucker kept playing a man was 83 years old and had the nerve to keep playing i don't know what the hell jim brown was thinking he should have stopped if we had stopped earlier he would have been the best running back we would have been talking about him for years but he did stop early now, imagine if Ronda Rousey had stopped before Holly Holmes, Holly Holm. I, I, I hate when people say Holly Holmes. when Her name's Holly Holm. Imagine if she, Ronda had stopped before Holly Holm cracked her in the side of the head. We would have been like, oh, come on, Ronda, come back. You were the greatest. You were the best. You were the greatest. Oh, man, I wish you would come back, Ronda. Come on, come back. But she stayed around just a little bit too long. Right? If you really look back at what happened during the course of her career and you watched the way she was fighting people, nobody picked up on the fact that she had one weakness. It's a glaring one, but one weakness. She's not that good at striking because if you notice the two strikers she fought that were actually good at striking hit her face with like a 100 percent accuracy. She didn't get out in time. Either she needed to learn how to strike. Or get the hell out before the strikers turn their face into pizza. Now, I'm not saying this to make fun of Ronda. I still dig Ronda Rousey. I still dig her. You know, I don't stop liking athletes when they can't do it anymore. It's like, Michael Jordan, you ain't played basketball in a long time, so I don't like you no more. Uh Uh-uh. But I just just think about that. If she had actually just said, F this, I'm going to do movies, we'd have been gone. man, I wish Ronda Rousey would come back, boy. Or, man, if Ronda Rousey had come back. And sometimes we got to do that with things, man. You know? Like if there's a relationship where if I had broken up with certain ladies early on, you know, or let them break up with me early on and didn't try to save the relationship, I'd have been looking back on them and finally going, man, I really wish it would have worked out. But there's someone I'm like, man, (laughs) I should have jumped out of a window. Oh, you feel hate when you think about, I remember the time she did that thing with the stuff. You should have let it go. So when I reflect upon stuff in business wise, like when I think about the podcast and think about the other stuff that I do and I've done and I wonder, should I keep doing these things? Is there a good return on investment with the things that I'm doing? Do I want to do these things anymore? Is it worth it to me anymore to do these things? I'm going to think about the podcast. The podcast is bubbles and 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 bubbles. And stand-up is bubbles and, bubbles and 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 bubbles. But there's a whole lot of other thing, things in my life that are basically, the bubbles have gone. <laughs> the bubbles are gone. And it's not warm anymore. And you're kind of just sitting there in a the cool pool of your own filth. And I'm telling you right now. Those things got to go. Now, I say this because I know you have to feel the same way sometimes. I mean, come on. You know you feel the same way sometimes. You know you can look at certain things that are going on around you and you know damn well your punk ass needs to get rid of those things. So do it. If you if it's, you know, do it. Do it. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you when I'm talking to me too. There's certain things I know I got to get rid of. You know, in those particular areas of my life, I'm sitting in a cool tub of ass and armpit water. You know, and I got news for you. that That's not a good thing to sit in. Unless you're into that, in which case you're sick. And you also need to find, if you look on backpage.com, there's a whole bunch of people that will, will rent you a uh, you know, tubs full of ass and armpit water for you to sit in. But if you do that, there's something wrong with you. You sick bastards. You know. And like I said, this is episode 250. and I was just reflecting on that. Is what you're doing making you happy? Is what you're doing the bubble bath or the, bu- uh, you know, with the bub with the bubbles and the, the warm water? Is it a hot tub, bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles? And bubbles. Or is it just a bunch of cool water with sludge on the top with ass and armpit water in it? Because if that's what you're sitting in, in whatever area of your life you're in, or whatever thing you're doing, if you're sitting in that tub with the sludge and ass and armpit water, you might want to get your ass out of that and take a shower. Because that's what I'm doing. You dig? Segment over. All right, my sass bastards. Let me ask you this. You know, after you've been out of school for a while, and I'm going to stay away from college because you were an adult when you were in college. We're going to go back to high school when you were a kid, okay? Uh, When you run into people 10, 15, 20 years later, whatever like that, isn't it amazing how sometimes history is revised and sometimes people don't realize how they really were back in the day and and, and, they, and, and you, they were describing your relationship with them and you're literally looking at them and you're going, was there another person with my exact name who looked exactly like me that was in class, but somehow I never ran into them that you had this relationship with because the relationship with me that you're describing must have been with someone else that looked just like me and had my voice and everything because I damn sure don't remember us having that relationship. And it doesn't. It's almost to, without fail that every three times I go into Philadelphia, one of those three times I'll run into somebody I went to school with. Keep in mind, grade school and high school for me was absolutely horrible. Not because I couldn't do the work, but because I was treated like crap by most people. I shouldn't say most people. When there's three or four, when there's three to five people that torture you all day, every day, it feels like it's everybody because other people are just either ignoring it or letting it happen. And a couple of people, I had to whip their ass, uh, even when I didn't know I could whip ass. Uh, and, and and I'm embarrassed by the fact that I whooped somebody's ass, even though I was getting my ass whooped a lot also, mainly because um, I was the little smart guy. And I wasn't trying to rub the fact that I was smart in people's faces. They just didn't like the fact that I was smart, you know. So, uh, (laughs) right, so I'm running across people that I went to school with. And there was a guy that ran into me, that I ran into, and he yells my name across the street. And usually when someone yells your name across the street, you know, you would figure it would be someone that you had a great time with, a friend, a relative or something like that. And I looked across the street and I saw the guy smiling and doing the two hand wave to get my attention And I didn't know the guy. So I'm not going across the street to somebody I don't know when you called me. And I just gave him the wave like, you know, you wave at somebody, you don't really know who the hell it is, but you figure I must know the bastard because the bastard just said my name and I don't want to be rude. Hopefully this person that I don't know that knows me obviously is going to keep going about their way. I'm going to give them the quick politeness. Hey, I acknowledge your existence. Also wave and go about my business. So I tried to do that. And then this bastard runs across the street. Hey, man. Hey, good to see you. Because that's all I heard because the whole time I'm thinking, why are you trying to hug me? Should I just should I just toss this guy over my shoulder? Am I being assaulted here? And he's talking about all his great times. Didn't this happen And in this class? and then i started to notice the face hmm and i'm seeing yeah cuz a lot of times there isn't there an emotion attached to when you see somebody or hear a song like if you see somebody you like there's an emotion attached to it if you see a person that you love there's some emotion attached to it there's a smile attached to it when i see my My nieces and nephews and my grandniece and my grandnephew and my little cousin, there's a smile on my face because I love the babies and I love my family and you want to hug them. If I see an old friend of mine that's a great friend or a current friend of mine, I get happy because I had great times with the person. But for some reason in the back of my mind, I realize I got the feeling that yes, I do in fact know this person and there was an emotion attached to this person, but it wasn't a happy emotion attached to this person. For some reason, there was something in my my brain that said, Hey, let's punch this guy in the throat and I don't know why. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, I, I feel intense anger and hatred toward this person, but I don't know why. And so he's he's talking about all this stuff we did, and we did that and this and all this crap and this and that and all of that, and then he started he said his name, and I didn't the name there was and when he said his name, I was even more angry, and I don't know why I don't know why and then he mentioned an incident, and I remember exactly what the incident was. I remember what the incident was. And I'm trying to figure out exactly why I'm so angry at this person. And I I realize that this 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 person is someone that I don't like. And I realize why I don't like this person. I don't like this person because, as it turns out, this person was the bully. This person was the bully from school. That's who this was. This is the person that treated me like crap. That's who this was. And I'm going, oh, no, oh, no, I remember this guy, I remember this guy, I remember this guy. And I started to think about the stuff that happened when we talked to each other back in the day and the way I was treated back in the day. I remember this guy and I almost. I almost hate this guy as much as the person who just called my cell phone and my house phone when I told everybody not to call me because this is the time I would be recording my podcast. Mel, they're almost as bad as the bully. But back to this bastard. I remembered the guy because I remembered what was going on back in the day. And I'm looking at his face and he's talking and hey everything's great and my family this that that and all of this crap. And I couldn't even hear what he was saying because in my mind you ever watch one of those old movies when you're in a maybe in a hotel room you're watching cable you're watching cable at home. And it's a really bad 80s movie with somebody's talking to the hero of the movie and every they're talking to him and all he hears is a really bad 80s movie pop song and there's a montage of bad crap that was happening to him at the time and you're looking at the guy and he's talking and you're thinking about all and the music in the back and all of a sudden you're just seeing flashes of all sorts of crap he was doing like the time you had a needle in your foot and you were going to go for surgery and he maybe you were running and you you were running away from him because he was throwing stuff at you and you should Shouldn't have been running in the first place because you had a foot that you just had surgery on and all of that crap. Or when he tried to lock you in the bathroom or when he tried to knock you down the steps or when he had a bunch of friends trying to kick your ass just because they wanted to kick somebody's ass. And you realize you never did anything to him in the first place, but he just wanted to pick on you because you could and you're looking at him and he's smiling like he's like you were best friends back in the day he gives you another hug and you're going he's close enough to hit him in the throat but you know you can't do that because you're a mature man now and even though you want to hit him in the throat for old time's sake even if you hit him in the throat for old time's sake he's so delusional about what happened back in the day he wouldn't even know why you hit him in the throat or maybe he's so evil he wants to come over and act like everything's cool and then when you walk away you find out that he had hepatitis and he scratched you on the hand or some crap like that or i don't know what's going on but all i know is i'm looking at this bastard and i remember what this bastard did to me because i'm a nice bastard but he's a bad bastard and he did some really bastard type things to me that bastard so anyway we had oh yeah man we had great times in school didn't we oh yes we had great times in school you piece of crap i to punch you in the throat But I decided, okay, look, this guy's either delusional or he's stupid. So I'm going to go along with it. I can't actually add anything to what he's saying because the stuff that he's describing, even though he got my name right and he got the class right, maybe he thinks I'm somebody else. And then he starts describing one of those times where he did do bad stuff to me, but the way he's telling it, we were having a great time together. And I'm realizing, oh no, he's not trying to be a smart ass. He's just a freaking moron. I get it. He's just dumb. Or maybe he didn't realize how I felt it about the crap he was doing at the time he's describing it in a bad way maybe he's gonna tell me now that he's a fiction writer because he's doing a damn 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 good job of writing fictionalized version of what happened that was back in school so i shake his hand and i said nice to see you again and i say his name and he said oh yeah let's exchange phone numbers and i said yeah sure and guess what I gave the bastard the wrong phone number. I ain't giving him my phone number. What the hell do I want to talk to your punk ass for? If you if your mind is so cloudy that you're that delusional, you'd probably get my real phone number and start dialing all nines anyway because you mess stuff up in your brain, you jackass. You know what I'm saying. They have this 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 really weird revisionist history. Uh, they, I'm sitting there going, oh, are you kidding me? You bastard. I ran across another guy, and I'm telling you right now, this guy, I, we were in the same class. I actually remembered him. I actually remembered him, right? We weren't friends. I wanted to be friends with the guy. He wasn't a mean guy, but he just didn't want to be friends with me. Okay, not a problem. He wasn't horrible to me, but he didn't want to be friends. Right. He picked as he picked two or three friends. That's all he wanted. I didn't make the cut. I was outside. I tried to get into the club. There was a big bouncer there going, I'm sorry, we're all full of friends right now. You're not on the list. There's only two names on the list and your name's not on the list. Get back in line. You're not you're not allowed into the friend club. Just these two people. And now all of a sudden this guy runs up to me. And he, and you would have thought that we had gone on vacations together every year for the past 35 years or something. Oh, yeah. Remember that time we, no, I don't remember that time we, there was never a we, ever. Never are we. I think in all the time we were in school, I think we said ten words to each other, and half of those words were uh see, huh" when we were trying to pass each other in the hallway. I'm surprised you remember what my name was, you bastard. I tried to befriend your punk ass, and now all of a sudden you're trying to be friends with me. Get the hell out of here, you bastard. I don't hold the grudge though. <laughs> Actually, with this guy, he—he was—he was also uh, the set, The first guy, fuck him. But the second guy, he was actually trying to be nice. And I was like, you know, he he seems like a nice enough cat. And I'm not going to be mad about, uh, you know, some crap that happened 257 years ago. Even with the first guy, you know, I'm just I was basically just joking. I I did have uh, like feelings of negativity toward the cat because of what happened back then. But obviously, it's been so long. I'm not going to hold a grudge with the bastard. But I ain't necessarily want to add him to my friends list because I don't know. You know, he was so unbelievably evil back then. I don't know what the hell he's like now. You know, sometimes you see people that turned out to be serial killers or something like that, and you find out that they would drop-kicking cats when they, were, when they were the same age we were back then. I don't know what's wrong with this bastard. I might go back to his house, and I might wind up duct-taped through to the refrigerator or some shit. Hell no. So I don't care about the first bastard. You take your sick ass away, you bastard. I'm glad your punk ass thinks I live in Philadelphia, because I don't. Keep looking for me, jackass. But the second guy, you know... I'm sitting there talking to the guy and I'm telling you right now, I could this guy's personality was so damn bland. He was kind of like a black hole in a way, you know, a black hole, a light light can't even escape from a black hole. That's how powerful the gravitational pull is of a black hole. Well, this guy was a personality black hole. I'm a pretty funny, charming guy. I'm a pretty funny guy. I'm a professional comedian. I've been on television. I've been on radio. Yeah, that's right. I'm a pretty funny guy. But around this guy, he was so damn dry, he started sucking the life force out of me. I was I was smiling and having a good time. This guy shows up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, guy? He was such a dry, he was such a black hole of personality. I actually was like, What's going on, man? Yeah. So, what are you doing right now? I'm a, I'm a comedian. I do a podcast, and uh, normally I'm a pretty energetic, fun guy, but uh, I've been standing a little too close. To I'm going to take a couple of steps back. And hey, okay, I took a couple of steps back and I got a little bit of energy uh, back. I sound a little different right now. I'm going to take two more steps back. Hey, whoa, whoa. I got a little a little more volume in my voice. Let me, step, let me step all the way back to the other side of here. Whoa, okay, I'm back to myself. Listen. Uh, You seem like a nice enough guy, but you're sucking the life force out of me. So I realize now that I have to stay at least 27 feet away from you. If we can conduct this friendship from 27 feet away, then I'd be very, very happy to, to, uh, to start a friendship with you. But that would basically mean that if you had if you came to my house to hang out, you would literally have to hide in the closet. While everybody else is all on the other side of the uh, other side of the room watching television, and I don't think that would be comfortable for you because we'd all be going, "Yeah, this is a great game!" And then you'd walk down to sit next to us, and the you know something would happen where the home team would do some uh, outstanding thing that would wind up on ESPN and be incredible. And under normal circumstances, people would be jumping up and down and high fiving and hugging, but it would happen, and you'd be sitting there. We would all be like, "Oh, that's pretty amazing!" Uh, they were. Uh, you know the other team was favored by twenty points, and a couple of the couple of the key players were out for the game. And uh, you know they really needed to score this touchdown with one second left on the clock to to win the game. And uh, you know it's really great. It's really great that I got an opportunity to be in a room with uh, all you guys to see this. And uh, our team is going to be in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I'm really really excited about this. Uh, um. Yeah, it's pretty really good. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's really good. That uh, you know, uh, what's amazing is that even though I knew that they were actually uh, favored to lose by three touchdowns, I uh, I bet a substantial amount of money on them, and I actually um, I made about five grand uh, betting on this game. Uh you know, you know, my wife was was gonna kill me because I put that amount of money down, but I won five grand, and uh, you know, we had a big bill coming up, and this the money I'm winning, I'm gonna win. Here's actually gonna cover the bill. And I'm going to have two grand left over. So basically, uh, that astounding circus catch in the back of the end zone with one second on the clock, they pretty much won the game. Um, you know, it actually is actually going to, I'm going to, you know, avoid a big fight with my wife and, uh, I'm really, really happy about it. Uh, Sue, what do you think? Yeah, it's really great. Um, you know, it's a, I'm a really big fan of the team, uh. You know, uh, you know how you know normally you know when a team does something great, we usually you know we usually move the couch out of the way, the table out of the way, and because I was a gymnast in, in school, I I usually do a big chant and a backflip in the middle of the room. You know I don't really want to do that right now, even though I've been doing it as a as a you know a kind of like a tradition for the past seven years without fail, and I actually enjoy doing it, but for some reason I. Uh, I don't feel like doing it right now. uh, Excuse me, old friend of S. Anthony who's draining the life force out of us. Would you mind going outside for about four minutes so we could actually, you know, verbally uh, show how excited we are by the game and then I could do my customary backflip and... uh... Yeah, I'll wait outside. Okay, that's great. He's gone! Yeah! Okay, what about that game? Do that backflip, too! (laughs) His ass out, lock his ass out. I actually can feel the joy of the game because he's not here. Lock him out, lock him out. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much of a black hole that guy was. And I'm sitting there going, "Damn! No wonder he probably only had those two friends that he had in school. He was—they were probably the only two people that wouldn't have their life essence completely sucked out of them by his dry punk ass." But I run across people all the time, you know, and it's really, really weird how they they perceive. Now I'm sure it's, I'm, I'm I mean I, I'm I'm not even I'm I'm not absolving myself from this, you know. I'm not saying I ain't it ain't happening to my punk ass. Also, the guy that was a bully was probably walking around. You know, I ran into S. Anthony now. He changed his name to S. Anthony for you, and he's just in there. Well, actually, S. Anthony is his real name. It's just the first initial of his first name and, and, uh, and all of that stuff. And, uh, and he's a great guy, man. We were good friends back in school. We had a great time, man. You know, and dry and, uh, and, uh, personality murderers probably after going, uh, I ran S. Anthony. We really had a great time. Uh, he was really excited to see me. Uh, he was so excited. He had to step back 27 feet when we were talking because he did. He was so excited. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's always amazing when you run into these people, what what they think happened, and what you know actually happened. You know, I mean, it, it happens when you run. It happens when you run into old girlfriends too. I ran into an old girlfriend who, who, basically, how can I put this politely? She was what I like doing, what I like to refer to as, uh, how can I put this? How can I put this? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh yes. Banging everyone that wasn't me. <laughs> right? And she goes, "I don't even understand why we broke up. I mean, we're having such a great time. Why? Do you remember us? Why did we split up? And we were so happy together, and we had a great time and you know, we really had a great time and behind closed doors. And I was wondering why, you know, I mean, I'm just I mean, I mean i mean i think maybe it's because of your schedule because you traveled so much that we didn't um that we weren't together you know but i feel that you know i mean i really really regret the fact that this relationship ended you know i'm just you know it's just such a shame because you're such a cutie and i think and i'm looking at her like you don't remember why the relationship ended really now for those of you that heard last week's podcast And I talked about walking in on the girlfriend that was banging someone else. Well, this was another one. You see, when I was very young, between the ages of 17 and 24, I did a really good job of picking girlfriends back then. (laughs) Right. And I'm sitting there going, you were banging everybody in town. It's like. You probably I think you actually bust dudes from out of town because you ran out of dudes in town to bang when I wasn't around. That's why we're not together. But I didn't say that. I just wanted to hear this long story about how my schedule was the reason we're not together. You know, and am I'm, am I'm, 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 are you married right now? Oh, no, I'm not married. Is it really difficult to find someone that that can that, you know that can deal with your schedule because you're away so much? Oh well. Yes, I've had plenty of girlfriends who, you know, who, um, who couldn't deal with the schedule, you know, and they were, they were very nice about it, you know, and and, then they were very nice. They were so nice that they decided to break up with me in a friendly way without giving access to their genitals to other people while we were together. It's amazing how people can do that instead of the other way around. Hmm. Didn't pick up on that. <laughs> She's sitting there talking about how pleasant and wonderful the. Uh, we just had a great time, didn't we? And we had parties and then. The, no, no, we did not go to those parties. You went for those parties with dudes, other dudes, when I wasn't around. I wasn't there. I mean, the guy that you went to the party at that time was a big, tall, white guy. And I'm an average height black guy. So I'm pretty sure I wasn't at that party because, you see. You were banging that dude because he had money. Hmm? Well, well, remember that time he went skiing? Oh, you and I have never gone skiing. The guy that you went skiing with was a, a heavy-set Chinese guy. I don't know if you noticed that, but at the time I was in really good shape. And I'm not a Chinese guy. One thing I can say, which, which is great about you, is you definitely don't discriminate against other ethnicities. Why discriminate against them when you can bang them behind your boyfriend's back? Okay, I did not say any of that to her. <laughs> I didn't say none of that, you know. Because it's amazing what goes on in your head—the kind of things you say in your head. But I'm 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 too pleasant a person to cause conflict when conflict isn't important, right? I mean, I could have sat there. Well, how about them, dude? You was screwing around my back. You and you I could do that. But that would have been. I mean, I'm just imagining two two adult people yelling about how they about what happened seven or eight or nine or ten years ago, yelling at each other in an A plus mini mart. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I just did in the segment. I just talked about overly emotional dudes. But it's amazing how people will revise stuff. It doesn't just happen on the news. You see it on the news. You will see a person on the news of politics and politicians, and the stuff that happened to them was recorded. Like nobody has recordings of them dudes attacking me in school. Nobody has recordings of that guy with no personality shutting me out and deciding to not be not not be cool with me back in school. Nobody has recordings of that crap. Nobody has recordings of that girl banging all those dudes. I mean, I would not mind having recordings of that girl banging all those dudes. I mean, it would have hurt my feelings back then, but she was really really hot, and basically, it would just be a a porno film of a really hot woman banging. And you know, I mean, I I, I my emotions are no longer attached to it. I, you know, you know, she was. She still looked good when I when I saw her. She looked even better back then. I definitely, I, mean, I granted, I was also banging her, but you know that, that that's beside the point. I mean, I mean, I mean, I would not want to see that because that would that would hurt me. <laughs> I would watch it. But you see, politicians doing it all the time. They'll say some crap, and then three weeks will go by, and then you'll say, "Hey, remember that crap you said?" Go- I never said that crap. We have recordings of you saying that crap. I did. That, that was not me. You have a you have an exact duplicate of yourself that goes around and says stuff. Yes, I do. And I try my best. I try to sit back and think, am I revising any history? Am I changing anything? Am I saying things differently to make myself look better? And I realize, nope, I don't mind saying when I do dumb crap. If I don't mind, I mean, you should probably know by now listening to me as long as you have. I don't mind saying embarrassing crap about myself if it's the truth. Either I won't tell you or I'll tell you, but I've told you about embarrassing stuff. I told you about what happened when I was a teenager when I used to take care of myself and almost decapitated myself by taking care of myself, looking at certain magazines and stuff. I embarrassed myself many, many times on this damn crap and freaking podcast that I love very much, you bastards. I don't mind telling on myself. There's no reason for me to lie about that crap, Right? But I mean, has it happened to you? Seriously, has it happened to you? Have you been in situations where somebody has literally walked up to you and started discussing stuff that happened with you and them? And it was absolutely unbelievably almost to the point where they're trying to make a point so inaccurate that you're looking at them like, what the hell are you talking about? That wasn't me. Well, that's what happened to me all within this month. And I got to make sure that I, I got to make sure that I uh, do a better job of, of hiding my facial expressions. You know, (laughs) that's one of the things I have a hard time with. My face is like, you know, you know, my face is one of those tattletales. You know, my face will walk up and tell what I'm really thinking and I'm thinking in my head going, well, I'm really hiding and concealing the fact that what he's saying is bullshit. Meanwhile, my face is, is is literally going, that is complete bullshit. That is complete bullshit. He does not believe you. He is trying to act like he believes you. But look at me. Look at the look of disgust on my face when you tell this story. He does not believe you. It's complete bullshit. And you're a piece of crap. And I'm going, shut up, face. Shut up. I'm trying to hide what I'm feeling, face. Why are you doing this? Shut up, face you know I, I, I should just walk around with a mirror sometimes you know I, I wish i wish i could walk around with a mirror and while somebody's saying some stuff take a quick peek at the mirror so i could adjust my facial expressions not many times my facial expressions have gotten me in trouble with girlfriends so what do you think of this food hey it tastes pretty good it does not taste good your face just told on you what did my face say? I said, this shit is nasty. Good lord, woman. There's a reason why I don't mind. You know how we take turns cooking and sometimes I'll take your turn. Do you know why I take your turn? Because I can look in the refrigerator to see what you're about to make and there's certain things you can mess up but you don't mess it up that much and there are certain things you mess up so badly I don't want to put it in my mouth and when I see things that I know you're gonna F up really badly, I'll take your turn and cook my damn self because I'd rather chew on a diaper than some of the crap you're cooking and and I'm thinking, shut up, face. You're gonna get me in trouble. And it works on the stage comedically, but this damn face is too damn expressive, and it just tells on me all the time. I hate that. I mean, I, I don't want to say I hate my face. I'm fine with my face. I just wish you would shut the hell up. You know, so you're walking down the street with your girlfriend and a delicious woman walks in the other direction. And you're trying not to look at the woman and your face is going, I love my girlfriend, but if my girlfriend didn't exist, I would be all up on that woman. I'll be slurping that woman real good. And your woman looks back at you and she goes, I know you're trying to hide it, but your face just told on you and you're saying, shut up, face. What the hell's wrong with you? And your face is going, Hey, you know. It is what it is, I'm honest. I'm the lie detector attached to the front of your skull. It's not my fault that I'm so expressive. This expressive me, meaning your face, I'm the reason that you were able to buy some of the stuff you were able to buy. I've helped you pay bills. I got your punk ass on television. I got your punk ass on radio, which is kind of weird because you auditioned to be on some dude's radio show. He was talking about your facial expressions and the dumb bastard put you on a radio show where people can't even see your facial expressions. But I got you the job, you bastard. You know how cute you are to some women even though you're just an average looking guy? Why? Because of me, you bastard. 70% of the women you bang banged you because I'm so cute and expressive. It ain't that you ain't that great without me you bastard. In fact you're still kind of fat right now and the only reason these women bang is cause I'm cute. Look at these dimples. These dimples aren't anywhere else you punk ass bastard. It's me that gets you the delicious buttocks in these dimples. How many women have walked up to you when you smiled and say oh you got cute dimples and then they pinched your cheek and you laughed and then they gave you a kiss on the cheek and the next thing you know old Jed's a millionaire. Did they do it because of your personality no it was because of me you bastard so i get you in trouble sometimes so sometimes you're with a girlfriend and she catches me smiling for the wrong reasons so every once in a while somebody says something you try to conceal the fact that you know they're talking a bunch of crap and i basically just shoot up in front of you and say you're a pieces shit talking a bunch of crap you try to go i'm not angry what are you talking about meanwhile i'm right on the front of your skull going i would beat you to death if i could so what punk it is what it is sometimes my face just needs to shut the hell up but all i'm saying my friends is listen you know if you're going to go up to somebody just Before you start telling the story about what you did with the person, make sure you're telling the truth. Don't try to change the story to make it better for yourself. 'Cause you're just gonna look like a douche to that person. You're gonna walk away thinking you looked cool, and they're gonna be thinking, "What the hell was that jackass talking about?" None of the crap that asswipe just said actually happened, and you don't want to be that guy. You dig? So for all of those people who came up to me with your bullshit version of what actually happened, you ain't fooling nobody, punk. You're fooling nobody. Yeah, that's right, you bastards. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been this episode of the S. Yes, Anthony Says podcast. Thank you very, 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 very much for stopping back and listening to 250 of these freaking things. Now, uh, if you want to buy some S. Anthony Says merchandise, go to CafePress.com forward slash s Says. If you would like to donate to the show that you love and why wouldn't you go to PayPal.me forward slash S Anthony says the follow the social media for this incredible show. You go to Twitter and you look up and you use uh, at S Anthony Thomas for me at S Anthony says for the show. If you want any questions, comments, really, really bad advice from someone who doesn't know what the hell's going on. You write to me at talk to S Anthony at gmail.com. This show can be heard on iTunes, tune in radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and iTunes. And did I mention iTunes yet? Because it's on iTunes. Give a five-star review on iTunes, my friend. Those things are much appreciated. I want to thank you guys more than anything else for stopping by for the 250th episode of this crap And uh, quite frankly, much love to all of you. I really appreciate the kind words and all of that crap. You're the best, you bastards. Thank you very, very much. And I'm going to say it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me when you're on a lawnmower, whether you're on a treadmill, whether you're walking down the street. It doesn't matter to me. Thanks for letting me to your ears. Thanks for letting me into your minds. Thanks for letting me into your hearts. And I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? One two three s anthony out go s yes.